Hello and welcome to Middle of the Row, the podcast, episode 5, where we're going to go over our top 5 video games because we went on way too long when we tried to do a top 10 episode. Before we get back into our video games, and we'll give you a quick refresher of our bottom 5, chronological 5, whatever you want to call it, does anybody have anything they like to talk about that's not Game of Thrones? Yeah, so... um these guys have been giving me shit because I've mentioned Atypical for, like, the past, like, three episodes. <laughs> um, but I feel like I haven't actually talked about it. I'll keep it short. Um, I feel like Netflix is going on this uh, string of kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? After school specialty type shows. I think you kind of start off with 13 Reasons Why, and then I think... Uh, uh, what's the new one with Keanu Reeves that's about anorexia? That was a movie. Off, to the bone. Movie, yes, to the bone. Um, and I think they're trying to provide a format for those, or a version of that format that's a little bit more realistic, a little bit grittier, um, which is cool, um, but I'm not sure if it strays far enough from that format. I think Atypical is kind of the same. There's a lot of great things in it, um, there's a lot of cool things, but at the same time, it still kind of feels pretty cliche at times. I'd like um, to say that your Netflix viewing is very atypical. Uh, I something for this long. <laughs> I haven't. I finished it a while ago, but I just I haven't. Wait, had a, you're I talking mean, about it now, and you finished it ages ago. <laughs> well, I just haven't had a chance to express my thoughts. Maybe oh I'll my review goodness. it. Maybe express them when you bring it up on the show the two previous times. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Ben, I heard you saying something. Yeah, uh, uh, just briefly, I saw the, um, speaking of Netflix, I saw Netflix's, uh, Death Note. Uh, it's alright. Uh, could have been a lot better, but to be honest, I was never a huge fan of the anime. I think the movie's a little bit better. Uh, and then uh, I watched Amazon's. Wait, wait. What do? You, how do you rank it among his other movies? Oh, Winger. Adam Winger. Oh, not even close. Like his other stuff is way better. Um, yeah, it's it's no contest. It's definitely one of his weaker movies. It's enjoyable, especially because Willem Dafoe is super creepy. But yeah. What other What other movies has he done? You're next. The guest. Um, oh, Blair Witch, right. and this. The new yes. Blair Witch. So I would. The new Blair Witch. I would say you're next, then the guest. Well, actually, in the order you just said it, and then, uh, yeah, and I'd put Blair Witch and uh, Death Note kind of like right together. But the guest is definitely much better than both of those, and then your next is amazing. I love that. Um, he also did some VHS. Oh, he did? Oh, I thought I you were going, like, really old school with his recordings. Like, when he was a child, he recorded things on VHS tapes. I would have to look up he which did ones a, he, he has did. A, he has a bunch of movies that I've never heard of before, actually, before Your Next. But Your Next was his real big breakout. Which it should have been, because it's an amazing He did VHS <laughs> tape 56. He did an ABCs of Death short. Q is for Quack. <laughs> and then he did VHS 2 as well. Phase one clinical trials. I want to know and what that quack is about. Is it like a psychological killer or an actual duck? 
because my interest level I changes just, completely. Yeah, that can go either way. I never saw those movies. Those aren't. Okay. Well, so I hear the what call it the raid guys thing is worth watching in one of the VHS. Yeah, movies. that's in VHS too, and that's definitely the best in show in that movie. Um, Next, he's doing Godzilla versus King Kong, oh, nice. so that should have Sweet. everybody excited. Um, and then, okay, so I also watched uh, Net, uh, Amazon's The Tick because they had the full season. Um, I was really against The Tick when they announced it because it wasn't Patrick Warburton; it was uh, Peter. Oh, I can never Sarah Fenowitz. Thank you. And I never thought anyone could do it as well as Warburton did in the 1990s show, but they nailed it. This is. Like, this actually might be better. Um, highly recommend. Okay, I'm sticking on theme with mine and with video games. Like Ben and I both played uh, Telltale Guardians Episode 2. Or 3, sorry. I played all three of them this week, but Ben played the third one. And he did. I think you didn't like it as much as the second one? I think the second one is, like, is so much better. It's like, the third one's not bad. It was just... It's like, it's kind of a... The, the second one got my hopes so high that it would keep that going, and it just kind of was a little lesser to me. Yeah, and I guess most people feel the same way as you, because, you know, there's not an otter in this one, and otters make everything better. But <sighs> the reason I really like the third episode is because Mantis is in it, and yes, it, like, real it pulls, like, a lot from the, like, second movie. Like, they both were released on the same day, so it was kind of like, we're gonna pay homage to this movie by stealing stuff from it with Nebula and Mantis. But she the reason she I, was great. Yeah, the reason I loved her was not only her interest or like entrance of falling out of the casket thing, but just like it was really cool. If you played the second episode right before the third one, it's like you know she's an um, an empath, so it's like it was like yeah. she was taking my emotions of the sadness and she made me happy with the third episode. So it was like I've got to feel what her character was actually like. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then yeah. another game I played this week was Distrust. It's on Steam right now. And I just wanted to brag about it because I actually finished it. And it's a, it's, or what are they called? Um, where you have all these resource management. God, my mind is not working. It's like, I'm really bad with resource management games just because, especially if they don't have like a path necessarily that you know exactly what you need to do to keep moving throughout a quote unquote story. But Distrust was really cool because it was inspired, like loosely inspired by the thing where the environment is just like snow. You're in this Arctic location where just you're freezing. You have to survive in that. And um, you have to, so the three main things you have are like warmth, hunger, and sleep. And you have to, so those are the things you have to work with as you're trying to move through these bases. And it's just really funny because mm -hmm. if you don't sleep a lot when you're supposed to, you start to get like these psychosis stuff will start coming in. So like if you get one, you have to sleep for like, a, I don't know how, however long and it'll be taken away from you. But one of the things that was super creepy was that you, there's just like a laugh track in your ear the whole time until you slept. So you're playing this game and there's just someone like, <laughs> it was like really starting to make me go insane playing it. So it's like, if you like resource management games, I'd definitely recommend that one because it is beatable. And I actually did that, so I was very happy. And that's all for me. I just want to say, so you guys wouldn't give me shit, I also saw Guardians 2 for the first time this week. So. Yay! Ooh. Did you like it? Oh yeah, it was amazing. I think not as... I didn't like it as much as I, as the first Guardians, but it was still Ooh. a solid movie. Yeah. I'm, I'm with John on that. I'm with Both Zach. are great. 
<laughs> Both are great. Oh, uh, that must be so awful. sad to be I with know. me. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, Zach, what did you say you saw this week? I saw Ingrid Goes West over the weekend. Oh, nice. How was it? And it was very good. It was pretty good. Say what? You should have reviewed it for the website. Yeah, that would have been smart. But I'm talking about it now. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what it is, it says Aubrey Plaza, who is... She has mental issues. The actress or her role? The The role... <laughs> Um, I think Aubrey Plaza is a, probably a fine human being. Uh, but the character of Ingrid uh, kind of resets her life and moves west, hence the title, and becomes a bit obsessed slash friends with Elizabeth Olsen's character in the film. And there's lots of good laughs, and it kind of... It, it doesn't get too dark, but it's still a pretty dark premise. Um the dog survives, Lauren. I had worries it's not a horror very film. early on. Why but, would they do um, that to me in something that isn't a horror film? Well, um, well, it just... I, w- I got worried about well, it. They did it in John I, Wick. Yeah. Dogs die. <laughs> just putting that out there. But I also wouldn't say you need to rush to the theater to see it. If you picked it up on home video or something, that would probably be okay. Zach, do, yep. you, do you think, because uh, I love Aubrey, uh, Aubrey Plaza on Parks and Rec, I'm, I'm sure everyone does, but mm-hmm. with her transition to movies, um, and I haven't seen a lot of her movies, but I was afraid that she would get kind of typecast. Um, well, she's typecasting herself if you think she's typecasting. She um, she produced this and she produced um, the Little Hours movie. Oh, did she really? And okay. I think both, I think both, I, this is, the, uh, some of the best range I've seen her do. I think she does a good job of making it her character vulnerable and real through the crazy side of her. Yeah, and she's really uh, great in Legion too. Yep, and I think that's she's. I think she's done something different a lot. Um, the Parks and Rec thing was. I mean, maybe early on, when Parks and Rec was on, she. But I think since the show's been over. Everything she's done has been pretty different. Yeah, like, I'd say she plays quirky in very strong, like, personality characters, but they're all different. Mm -hmm. They're all, like, unique to their own ways. Yeah, like, Mm -hmm. her her character in Scott Pilgrim versus uh, Dirty Grandpa versus The Little Hours. (laughs) Three very different... I never saw Dirty Grandpa, but that Mike and Dave need wedding date. I mean, she... She plays a completely different person as well. was the other one? The To-Do List, I think, was one she did. The to-do list. It was the one where she had a list of, like, sexual acts she wanted to do. Oh, yeah, that was good. But she was kind of playing... That was... I think that was more April than... The trailer made her look like a bookworm more than anything else. Like, not, like, a super snarky character. No, that's actually a pretty good movie. It's just a very angry character with a heart somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah, but, like, the quiet, mousy side is what I'm saying of April. Okay. Um, but that the to do list, by the way, is an actually a pretty good little comedy that nobody saw when it came out a few years ago. All you right. should check it out. I'm, I'm, sorry. Shot then. I'm not nobody. Oh, you saw it? Yeah. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Thanks. Good for you. Thanks, Dad. He said Did you in like a it? Non-condescending manner. <laughs> yeah. It was. It was fine. I didn't think she it was yeah. great. She won a medal, Lauren. Oh. I didn't think it was great either, but it was good. <laughs> Bill Hader's wife directed that, I think. Oh, cool. Wasn't he in it, too? I remember him in the trailer yes. for it. Yes. He was. 
Anybody got anything else? I think that's it. Keeping it tight. Moving on. <laughs> Alright, so we're going to get back into our top ten video games list. We each discussed five last time in varying uh, order. Um, I actually spoke of six because I only have four left that I haven't mentioned. Well, you must have had a couple crossovers. I, I did do an order by from my tenth to my six. So. Oh. I guess I didn't cross off Zelda technically on mine. So I have about four left too. Okay. <laughs> Regardless, we're each going to talk about four or five more movies or games. I'm sorry. And I was the one going first, I believe, when we went around. So I will run down my previous five before getting to my number five, which I kind of cheat on, but deal with it. Uh, number 10 was Portal and Portal 2. Number 9 was Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic. Number 8 was Fez. Number 7 was Rock Band. Number 6 was Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Series. Number 4, if you got to pick one. Uh, but my number 5 is Halo 2 and GoldenEye. And the reason I picked these two games was for their multiplayer experience. The multiplayer <laughs> multiplayer <laughs> experience uh those both of those games i spent countless hours playing online or in a basement with friends and had endless endless hours of fun uh golden was the first rare first person shooter on nintendo 64 if you're listening to this i'm sure you know what golden is i always was kind of would champion Perfect Dark over Goldeneye? Uh, oh, it had I think, more options. I think you most could, rational could, people would. You can do so much more to it. But I probably put more time into Goldeneye because Perfect Dark came out uh, a lot later in the N64 cycle. And Halo 2, um, again, just so much fun playing online with friends and crazy matches. Uh, one of my favorite video game memories is still this time. My buddy Todd Gwynn, shout out Todd, um, <laughs> we're playing in a four-on-four match, deathmatch thing, and um, our two guys left us, our two teammates like got kicked off the servers or left us, and we just hunkered down, and we had four guys who were actually really good, just kept coming at us, and we just played it perfectly, we had our shotguns, and we came out on top. It was great. Uh, but Halo, GoldenEye, great stuff. <laughs> um, I believe Miss Lauren is next. Yes, I am. My order, I did not put them in order from least to greatest because we didn't discuss doing that, so whatever. Mine are in chronological order of release date. And so number one was Super Mario Bros. slash Duck Hunt. Number two was Pokemon Blue. Number three was The Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. 4 was Assassin's Creed 2, 5 was Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, 6 was God of War 3. And so continuing on chronologically with, what was it, a 2010 release was Mass Effect 2. And the thing, it's very similar to Assassin's Creed, why I picked Assassin's Creed 2, is just because there was so much promise in the first game, and I really loved the first games when I played them, but it was just like, with the, this first sequel, it was what you thought the world could 
be like a full potential reached at the second one because it i remember with the first mass effect you'd go down to these bases and they were very much just like cubed rooms dropped into like (laughs) just they all look the same you did the same stuff in it in um mass effect 2 was very it was just unique experience with all these characters you have like god there's so many good characters in this one i think legion was probably my favorite but there was also uh morden uh oh what was the guy's name Mm -hmm. um the assassin dude he was green-faced oh yeah 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 Yeah. thane uh, thane yep him and i think was Edie. no Edie. i think was in three but anyway, there's a bunch Edie's of characters. In two. She is in two. Okay, well, there's a. It's been a while since I played it, which is why I'm so bad at describing why I love games. Oh wait, is she in three? I think she's in. You three. might be right. I mean, she's in two. She's in the first two games, but I don't think she's a playable character until the third one. Is is Legion the? Uh, he's the Geth guy. Right? Yeah, he's the Geth yeah. guy who okay. like, wore, had like an amalgamation of different armor pieces built onto him. But it's just like uh, so many good characters. Like the characters, I might not be able to say the most about the gameplay. Like it was a lot of fun, just cover base shooting. But it's like the thing that really made that game stand out for me was just the characters. And did is there any was there any way to let Legion live in the third one, or does uh, he die no matter what? Are you aware of that? I'm I'm sure there was ways to keep everyone from like everyone living. I'm not sure though. And the, well, no, in the third one, I think he had to die in the third one well, to it probably like, de- save the planet. It probably depends just if you wanted to save them or not. I don't know. I'm trying to remember what actually happened with his story. He had you had to like he had to like turn. He had to release his his him. He was technically was still alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. But he had like some code because I played this. I replayed most of the three before Andromeda came out. Oh, okay. But I did the same thing with him both times. But he had to, to get the and the the best. I, I was always a light person, uh, didn't go to the dark side. He had to he had to sacrifice himself. I didn't yeah. know. I was I wonder if there was a way around it. Yeah, I think Morden, his character's end story was the one that sticks yeah, out the most to me. Yeah, I don't think he had a choice to get out alive. No, I'm either. pretty sure he could survive. Did he? Ooh, I feel like someone told that. me he could, and I was just like, what? <laughs> No, nope. he, he had to he had to go in mine. He had to sacrifice himself too. But yeah, massive. The, uh, oh, sorry. Go on. Go ahead. Uh, the uh, I remember Legion actually also sticks out because um, beating the 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 suicide mission and then the Mass Effect two, he died the first time I was trying to play through it. Mm-hmm. And the way it broke it up to like three phases, and when he died, when I got to the end and he had died, I was like. Well, I'm not going on with my save. Got to go back and make sure he doesn't die this time. So yeah, I think I was. I don't think anyone died in my playthrough. Mm-hmm. So I was fortunate. I, nobody, and I, I made it so nobody died in my save. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so yeah, to summarize, uh, Mass Effect Two is the best one of the Mass Effects, and as Commander Shepard would say, this is my favorite game on the Citadel. <laughs> the end. <laughs> John. Um, okay, so a brief run through my previous mentions. Um, I, uh, and this is kind of in order, but not really. Uh, uh, number 10, I had Super Mario World 2, Yoshi's Island for the SNES. Number 9, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater for N64. Number 8, Star Fox 64. Uh, number 7, Heavy Rain. And then I have it for my number 1, but I mentioned it earlier. I'm not sure if I'd put it for my number 1 anymore. Um, so I guess I'll say my number <laughs> 6 was Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. 
Um, it dropped five slots in three weeks. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I think I was just, <laughs> I think I was just on like this bender where I was just like nostalgia, go- nostalgia goggles. Well, not just that, but I feel like it's. I do feel like it's very underappreciated in the Zelda canon. Like I get Breath of the Wild is kind of revolutionary. I get Ocarina of Time was the first of them, but yeah, Majora's Mask. I think I would still put above both of those games. Anyways. Um, my number six is actually also Mass Effect 2. Um, nice. <laughs> uh, just because so, I think... So why didn't you talk while we were talking? I, because I wanted to be respectful. Um, and I've, got, I've just got very... So I'm not respectful? Is that what we're... <laughs> yeah, way to go, Zach. You're the no, worst of the worst. Well, so maybe, disrespectful. Maybe, I, maybe I'm more selfish because I, I have like specific things. That I yeah, want and you to wanted to talk by yourself. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but I, uh, my roommate from first year in university, who I didn't end up living with second year, but I would always visit him on campus, uh, Nick Song. Shout out to Nick Song. Um, he would always like get these games and be like, dude, you have to play this game. And I'd be like, are you sure? He'd be like, yeah, totally. And it would be this thing where, like, after class, I'd just go back to my old res hall and, like, hang out with him. And, like, he would want to watch me play these video games. And, uh, I don't know. It was good times. But So he told you to buy the games and then would watch you play them? No, he would, no, he would buy them <laughs> himself. And he would play through them. But then he'd be like, dude, you have to come over and play this game. Okay. So, yeah. So um, Mass Effect 2 was one of them. And I hadn't played the first one before it. Um, although I heard good things, excuse me, but I think I never got so invested again into, uh, a storyline where just like your choices and the way everything you did affected your outcome. Um, and this is going to sound super bad, but I'm going to say it anyway. Uh, I think I was watching Chuck at the time and Miranda, I was like super into Miranda and like, she has to be the woman I end up with or whatever. Um, Yvonne and Strahovski, you can Ivan, use her yeah. real name. <laughs> yeah, Yvonne Strahovski, yeah. Um, oh, could you not say her real name? <laughs> yeah, you know, I know, like, legitimately know Yvonne, whatever. Um, what was her name in Chuck? Sarah. Sarah. Well, that right. was her spy name. Yeah. We won't get into that story where she revealed <laughs> her real name to someone who she shouldn't have. I, I need to go back and rewatch Chuck. Anyway, um, but... <laughs> I remember, like... Maybe after Atypical. Yeah, funny, <laughs> funny, Zach. Um, I remember, like... I remember at one point I got this mask. It was, like, a debate... It was, like, this super mask which allowed me to access, like... As opposed to the traditional neutral paragon or, like, chaotic options. It had me, like... Renegade? Yeah, it had me, yeah, Renegade options. It had me access, like, a Super Paragon or a Super Renegade option. I was like, yes. And I wanted to be Super Paragon and just keep building up my Paragon. Um, and it got to the point where during certain conflicts that I would have, like, on on the ship, I could actually, as opposed to siding with one person or another, I could defuse it. Um, which made me happy because I'm a people pleaser. It got to the point where it got to Jack and Miranda's argument. And the first time I oh, played Jack. through it... I forgot to mention her. I, like, I sided with Jack, because, like, you just feel so bad for the character, and, like, the shitty life she's had all this time, and you're, like, the one positive beacon in her life. And then I felt shitty about that, because Miranda was mad at me, and I legitimately, like, redid my save, and went back and s- sided with <laughs> Miranda. 
and I didn't feel you whore. I did, yeah, I didn't feel that much better, but I kind of did. And then Jack ended up dying at the end, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Did and you not do her loyalty missions? What? I guess I guess I didn't. I thought I did. I thought I played through and did a bunch of loyalty missions, and like this was this was a game in which I felt invested in the side quests. And yeah. I, I thought I did them, like, I thought I went through and I had the completionist mindset and did them. But I, I guess I did it. And, and her death was so anticlimactic because it was just, like, a cutscene and she falls. And you're like, what? That's it? Uh, and then, oh, the black dude. Who's the black dude? Oh, um, yeah, I can't Jacob. Jacob. Jacob, yeah. yeah when right. Jacob got carried away by the freaking whatever they are, I was, I was, I was literally terrified. I like had no yeah, the, idea I don't think these on. things happen to Lauren I was, and I yeah, I don't because know. we were good at the game <laughs> okay, what, and okay, actually what, saved our people. Okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, Zach and I know how to make friends and relationships that last. Oh my god. While we're on this, I just want to remind everyone who wasn't part of the conversation that John doesn't know who I am. No, okay, well, are we bringing this up now? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, damn it. Uh, John and I went to high school together, but he thinks I'm someone else. No, I, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am melding. Okay, listen, internet world. Um, I am melding my memories of Lauren, which I do remember. Like, we talked about mm-hmm. hanging out. In, we talked about hanging out in the music hallway before school a lot. And you mentioned chemistry class. I remember you from chemistry class. So I'm taking those memories of Lauren and melding them with this other. Apparently, uh, unbeknownst to me, white girl who I'm going to play the cello. You're in so my racist. Class. We don't all look alike, John. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah. Anyway, Mass Effect Two is really good. Go play it. Was it two or three that had the renegade option where you got to kick someone through a window? I think probably all of them. I don't know. I just remember I was so bummed that I didn't get to press it because I love playing Paragon. Like, I'll go through into a second mm-hmm. playthrough where I do all the Renegade stuff, but I was so tempted to hit that trigger. <laughs> yeah, there John, was, John, there was some... John had an excellent turn of phrase in his little review there. Building up my Paragon. It sounds like a song that should exist in the Mass Effect world. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag building up my Paragon. Oh, did anyone, did anyone respond to my text this past week when I asked if... Uh, if any of you guys thought the Jack was kind of based off of Nebula, no, mm. I don't even remember seeing it. Jack uh, was like or, or vice versa. I I would have responded if I had played any of Mass Effect. Just oh, I, well, they're very similar <laughs> characters, so it'd be interesting to know if there's any connection. Yeah, I I see the comparison. Okay, Benjamin. Oh, Benjamin, so formal. Uh, so. Number 10 I had was Horizon Zero Dawn, which is a game everyone should play because it's on the current consoles, super easy to get, amazing. Uh, Number 9 was Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Number 8 was Bioshock Infinite. Number 7 was Resistance 2. Number 6 was God of War 3. And number 5... I'm going to cheat just a little bit, not to the extent Zach did with two completely different games, but I'm going to... Uh... Oh, remember when he mentioned all his honorable mentions last time? There were like seven of them. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's okay, like, so... everyone else had a list of ten, Zach had twenty games on his list. 
My my number five is the Super Smash Brothers series. Um, partially because the premise to me, like even though it's like it's so old now, because it was in the N sixty four, the idea of like, hey, let's just put these friendly mascots in this arena and have them beat the shit out of each other, it just really it gives me the warm and fuzzies. I love that that. <laughs> Just, it's so cool. Yeah, um, that's the blood in your body. Like, taking away all your <laughs> organs. Exactly. And then the stages, the stages are fantastic. Like, Saffron City in the original Smash Bros. is one of my favorite, like, game stages ever. Uh, and it's interesting how it's like, it can be such a casual, just silly, fun kind of game. But then the, um, it can go to this hardcore <laughs> competitive fighter in the same way. Like, it's played at Evo, which is... Uh, a yearly, just this huge fighting game tournament. Um, and one of my favorite gaming memories of all time was playing Smash Bros. on the Wii. I think it was the Wii. It was Brawl. With my brother and my friend Martin and John. And shout out, guys. Anyway, um, we were playing, and uh, I was Wario. And I, out of the, the people in that, that lobby, I was by far the worst skill-wise. But I decimated them because I kept getting that smash ball. And it got to the point where I got it six times in a row. So then they just started trying to get it, like, work together to get it. So I wouldn't. And it pops up that last time. My friend John hits it. My brother accidentally hits him and knocks it from him. <laughs> and, then it, and then it went straight to me and I got it. And then, and then I think my brother just put his controller down. I was like, fuck this and walked away. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> Oh, God. Good times. Did you guys ever play that game, 1080? It was a snowboarding yep. game. I remember there was this one really, really difficult move that, for whatever reason, my button mashing, I could do it. And my cousin got <laughs> so angry because I, I was trying to tell him how I was doing it, but I didn't know, and he thought I was just, like, keeping that information for myself. And I think yeah. that's that's something I love about Smash Bros. too. It's, like, it's so easy, like, to do these, like, insane combo kind of moves. Not combos per se, but it's like it's all so like simple, but it, it, complex I, at the same time. Yeah, I will say I never really got into a fighting game. Like I had a bunch of friends in college. And yeah, me too. Really into, um, like street, like Marvel versus Capcom or Street Fighter or any of those like really fast paced ones. And it never like that never made se- those games never made sense to me. I could never like find my way to, like, pick those up. But Smash Brothers, I don't know, because I guess the options were very... were way more limited, I guess, technically. Um, it seemed easier to master. Um, yeah. And so, and, like, each each type of attack would be the same for each character, regardless of what the character was. And then you just had to get used to, like, their little unique take on it, whether they had more range or it was a projectile or whatever. Um yeah, my friends really... Smash Bros. is my number four. Uh, my friends would play the FC3 format, which was... Um, it was a team-style tournament, and uh, it was a stock tournament, so each person had, like, four lives or whatever, and but it was one-on-one. And so when someone died, uh, that per- the person who survived stayed on for their team, but would only stay on with the amount of lives that they had. So they'd go into the next match with only, like, one or two lives or whatever. Um, oh, and it kept, shit. It, yeah, it kept things interesting. <laughs> which was, like, supposedly a professional format uh, for a couple of years or whatever. And, and what even though you... Ca- what was, oh, sorry, go on. 
even though you said Smash Bros. isn't like a fast-paced fighting game, look up videos of like pros playing as Fox against each other. Oh, God. It's like, it's like Dragon Ball Z. They're just it's like teleporting. So dumb. Like, I don't know, my buddy Ryan, <laughs> shout out to Ryan, like, can wave dash with like every single character. And like, it's just, he can... He can literally get across Final Destination, I'm pretty sure, in a second. Oh, like, that's it, such bullshit. It, it's so, it's like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the moments when, like, the person can jump off the map, go at least halfway down to the bottom, kill you, and then somehow make it back up, and you're just like, alright, never mind. <laughs> it's like, like, it's I'm both a, I'm gonna epic. go play something easy. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Did you guys have a go-to character? Um... Uh, I, okay, so, uh, in the original, Pikachu, down B, all I <laughs> nice. needed. In Melee, Marth. In Brawl, it was Wario. In the current one, my Cloud Okun, or Cloud Okun is what they call him in, in the Japanese, uh, Cloud Strife. He was, oh god, he was so ridiculous. Yeah, I only ever played it on the 64. My go-to is Link. Yeah. yeah, he was yeah, so Link, good too. His his slowness was a factor in the sixty four, but I loved the range, and I think the smash attack with him, the smash attack with anyone with a sword was a lot more satisfying. Um, yeah, with one of my later picks, you'll find out that I loved swords. So he he still kind of hit like a truck though, even though he was oh, like yeah. not super strong. He wasn't like DK, but he hit hard, like oh, a yeah. lot harder, a lot harder than he should have. <laughs> Oh, and when you landed a down B on someone, um, oh man, or not a down B, yeah, a down B, no, a down A, excuse me. Uh, where, oh, like that your... spike with the sword! Oh yeah. god, Oof. fuck that. <laughs> yes, uh, yes, yeah, classic. I always was terrible at Super Smash Brothers, and anybody I've ever played with could tell you that. <laughs> yeah, but that was like. The- like Ben was saying, it was a game that anyone could pick up, though. Yeah. It's oh, like, I didn't not have like, fun. I just got my. Yeah. I just it's, got. It's like, um, I just got my ass handed to me every time. Yeah. It's, oh, it's like a no, similar. I was the same way too. It's a similar premise to like Mario Kart. It's just like it's it's deceptively deep, but it's also fairly simple just to kind of play and have fun with. Moving on to number fours, we've already talked about mine. Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'll just add on, my, since we recorded, I got my Switch back, and I have been playing it a lot again lately in my free time, and um, it's an amazing game. I don't care what any of you haters have to say. Lauren! I just love, it. I giggled because when you said I got my Switch back, it was just kind of like a phrase, yeah. like, I got my groove back. Yep, I, 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 I thought of that in my head as well. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Um, my next pick is from 2011. It's Batman: Arkham City. And uh, I this past I guess this past week this past week or two I actually replayed um, Arkham Asylum, and like that's a really great game. And the setting is just so iconic. But I think the reason I like City a lot more is just because exploring that world and getting to glide as Batman was just so much fun. You could cross the place and come like. There'd just be different encounters with, like, goons in the streets, or you'd come across, like, a body that you would have to do detective work around and all this stuff. And it's just Gotham's such a character of that show that opening it up to the city just made it a complete package. Yeah, uh, uh, Arkham City's in my my honorable mentions. So, yeah, just that 
It's such an amazing game. What yeah, in the combat, it it just gets better with every game. Yeah. So, as someone who only played Asylum mm-hmm. and enjoyed it, but was very frustrated at times, what how much am you? I missing out by not playing City? Well, what frustrated you with um, Asylum? Oh, I just like the uh, same way Assassin's Creed to Assassin's Creed Two kind of, di- you know, like the the combat. You just the combat was okay. You know, it just felt like you were Did you being just, just say thrown all over yeah. the island. Have Do you mean okay the f- combat? The free flow game, co- the free flow combat that like every game with it like, like revolutionized like, combat. Yeah. Shadow wait, wait, of Mordor, the Mad Max game, really? so many games. Copy. Oh yeah, yeah. The free flow combat is it's a staple of the Arkham games, and it was perfected in I would say City. But and but did it also get a lot? Tons of, of games copy it. No. No. Oh, Lord, no. Um, the only thing that got flack fight-wise was the final fight in Asylum. Because people thought it was kind of a cheap boss fight. Oh, yeah, it was pretty easy. But, and just the, the story, I, I loved it, but the, well, the I, actual mechanics people love in all three Arkham games. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought, like, it kind of... I don't count Origins. I, I didn't like that very it, much. Yeah, Origins like, was it, a disappointment, because they, they're like, oh, we're going to have this just... His gallery of villains, and then they didn't matter at all. Plus, it had more bug spray than a roach motel. <laughs> like, ew, God, or more bugs bleh, than a roach motel. God, it was awful. I like. I think. I don't know. Like, the one thing I loved about watching um, the Arkham games online on YouTube um, was <laughs> the. Inv- it definitely felt like you were in the original cartoon series. Um, and you were, and even just being able to have the original voice actors for a lot of those characters, like Kevin Conroy for Batman, it just, and then Mark it was Hamill, so epic, yeah. and Mark Hamill, yeah, like it was, it was finally this gritty take or this like more realistic kind of gritty side of like the Batman comic universe that we wanted to see, or cartoon universe that we wanted to see, but you guys didn't find the like, and I got like the the fighting mechanics were revolutionary, and I got that like this. Free flow was really cool at the time, but it didn't get repetitive to you guys at any point. Like, I still had a lot of fun um, watching him take people down. I don't think it got repetitive because, like, every time you kind of got used to something, it's like, okay, I know how to beat these guys. They would throw in a new enemy type that's like, okay, you can't attack this guy straight on and he stuns you, so you have to jump over him, stun him, and then hit him. Yeah. Or okay. this guy, it's like, oh, this guy's a shield, so you have to jump up and do a slam. Or this guy you can't hurt until you combo somebody else. So okay, gotcha. Hey, John, random yeah. follow-up question about your YouTube comment. When was the last time you played a game? Um, <laughs> I played balls on my phone the other night. Um, okay, when was the last time you played balls a console on the phone? game? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. No, no, come on, Zach. Um, <laughs> it's this, like, it's this game you can download on, like, the, on the <laughs> Google Play Store, Apple Store, whatever. <laughs> It was really pop. It was really uh, <laughs> popular with my students for a while. It's essentially just like a brick breaker game, but you collect more and more like brick breakers or balls, and like it's just I don't know. Is it ball breakers? <laughs> Is it safe for me to Google balls on my phone? It's B A L L Z. Oh, that makes it better. Okay, but you you didn't answer my question. <laughs> That's a game. What are you talking about? I just answered it. That's a game. So, so John, when was the last time you played a console game? Oh, good lord. Um, 
Do you know what? It might have been a couple years ago when I played Twilight Princess for the first time. This seem this seems interesting. There's like points and stuff. Oh no! And this is the crazy thing about balls. Like the more the more bricks you break, the more balls you accumulate, which gives you more chances to break more bricks. And when I, I first started playing it, I was just like, "This seems super simple, but it's actually kind of hard to like get a continual streak." And then all my kids had like three hundred million balls. I'm like, "What is like?" Can we, like, if game? we ever get to the level that we get t-shirts made, can we just have something pulled from this conversation? Like, you know what's great about balls? balls? <laughs> my children's balls. Oh. My students' balls. Uh, no, like, I can't <laughs> So yeah, balls is a great game. Look it up on your Okay, so John doesn't play video games anymore, but he plays with balls. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Enough ball talk. Let's Lauren, did you have anything else to say? We jumped in pretty early on uh, you there. No, I think that about covered it. Um Okay. <laughs> Alright, John gets to talk some more. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, All right, so, so uh, my, balls. <laughs> my number five game is Journey. Um, I think if you haven't played Journey yet, Journey is a game that uh, you really should play. Um, Ego Raptor, who is uh, half of the game grumps, Aaron. God, you bring them up every episode. Yeah, they're, they're great. Um, awesome. He's got this very famous uh, bit about Mega Man X and about how a game can be great when it teaches you how to play the game without like butting and be like hey this is how you do this new ability and like giving you like a mini tutorial like in the game because that's not really playing a game um and Journey capitalized on that kind of really advanced game design there's like zero there's a very simplistic communication function in Journey which allows you, it's a, it's a, you can play it online with other people, and this communication, like, uh, function, it's very simplistic, but kind of complex at the same time, in order to, like, communicate with other players and try to beat these levels, um, but it's interesting in the way it also enables and allows for really deep connection. And as it, it's a short game. It's like a, an hour and a half playthrough, maybe. Um, and as you're as you're playing through, so again, you have the option of playing through by yourself, actually, or if you find someone online on the same stage as you, by a matter of fact, by chance, like you can try to play through the the stages with them. And so my buddy Ben O'Reilly, or Ben Riley, not O'Reilly, excuse me. Uh, shout out to Ben Riley. Um, he was a good buddy of mine at church. He worked in... He was getting his master's in computer science or PhD in computer science. And he was all about game design. And we would have conversations after church for, like, hours on end about video games. And he was like... When Journey came out, he was like, dude, you have to come over to my apartment and just play this game. And so I did. And it was crazy. First of all, the, also, it's beautifully... Like, the graphics are very straightforward, very simplistic, but gorgeous. Like... It's almost like a moving painting. It's so beautiful. Um, but as, you, as you're playing through the stages, the levels get more and more treacherous until 
kind of finally at the at the very end, you pretty you pretty much die. Spoilers. You pretty much die, and then when you die, you end up trying to make your way to heaven or paradise or nirvana or whatever and the pace of the game changes drastically and you're flying through the air flying towards this mountain trying to collect like power-ups and stuff and also like stay with your buddy who is nearby like in case you were there and you're flying up and you're avoiding enemies and you're and you get to the top of the mountain and i remember going through this and being like so stoked because the last level which is so treacherous and you're climbing up a different mountain and it's snowing and you're trying to stay with your guy and then you finally like collapse in the snow it's the exact opposite like it's like it's pure jubilation and i get to the top of the mountain in like the final level and i've lost my friend or my companion or whatever that i randomly paired up with online and i see the ending of the game and there's this like valley kind of doorway archway at the at the top of the mountain and there's this bright light and i'm so hesitant because i'm just like i like i have no choice but to keep going forward but like i don't want to because like i want to have this like victorious triumphant moment with this person who i haven't really communicated with but have and finally at the very end of the game as i'm walking towards the end um and it, it, it starts to just turn the entire screen white, I see him, like, sneak up beside me and, like, go through. And I was just... I was... Like, my body was shaking with, like, oh my gosh. Um, and it's the most, like... It's one of the most poignant emotional moments I've had in a video game that had zero dialogue. And, and like, it just... it. Yeah, I don't know. It changed my mind in terms of what video games can do and how complex they can be in design and how simple they can be in design, but how much they can reaffirm like the importance of human connection. And so, uh, definitely te- definitely check out Journey if you've got uh, a PlayStation. I'm not sure if it's on the Xbox. Um, well, we don't need to now because you told us how it ended. <laughs> well, I guess so, yeah. Um, but you should play through it just for that same kind of thing because... I don't know. It's it's. I don't know. Yeah, I'm speechless. I, I, I don't, don't know. Like, I, I don't just... like this whole idea of them pairing me up with a stranger. I don't like playing with other people. <clears throat> so you, you don't, don't have you don't to have do anything to. with yeah. them. People you can awful. just do your own thing. But like, if you decide to, like, there's a again, there's a communication function in the game which you can try to figure out. And I don't know. I think it adds to the game. But of course, yeah. I, 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 here's what I'd say, Lauren. Even if you decide to play through on your own, I think it'll still be a very um, exhilarating experience. Yeah, and I do look good in scarves. <laughs> <laughs> ben. Okay, uh, <clears throat> this is when I really, really had to hunker down on my list. This was tough. Uh, number four. Uh, <clears throat> and this is from a trilogy, which is... Interesting, because I recently replayed through all three, and I always thought it was the original that was my, my, the best, and it turns out it's not. Dead Space 2 takes my number yeah. four spot. Uh, and while replaying it, I kind of, like, I couldn't help but compare it to Aliens, where it's like, yeah, Alien is an amazing movie, but Aliens is action horror instead of horror, and it improves upon the formula in almost every way. 
Um, yeah, I just rewatched those two movies recently, and I felt like a bad person for being like, I think I like Aliens better. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I've always been that way, but, um, and then Dead Space, oh, the Dead Space series also has my favorite HUD in any game, because you're wearing, like, this, this spacesuit, essentially, uh, and on your spine is a blue light that's like your health bar, so there's no, like, oh, health is on the bottom right corner of the screen. And then when you're aiming your gun you, or tool, like you get mining tools and stuff, your ammo count is right there. So it's like a hologram. Uh, it also has one of my favorite buttons ever, which is when you press the right stick. This, this little blue light tells you exactly where you want to go. And for someone who gets lost in everything, <laughs> that is just fantastic. Um, also, while I said it is action horror, it is like... The horror is very prevalent. It's it's a terrifying game, um, especially with the enemies, which are space zombies in a sense. Um, Necromorphs, but, isn't that what yeah, they're called? Yeah, and it's just they're so gruesome, and the way that they're made, and just the way they they show up. Um, like uh, I just it's they're just so. Yeah, I think there was a part in that game where you have to go back to the ship of the first game. Yeah, exactly. And there's you nothing go... in there on your like when you go through it the first time. But I was well, terrified. There's there's a couple things when you're leaving it, but not many. Yeah. But it's like the when but, you go in there, and then the the other thing I love about Dead Space Two specifically is Isaac, who doesn't talk in the first game, is talking in this one. That's your player character. He's suffering from dementia from like what's creating these necromorphs so a lot of the game is like you're battling your own personal demons and your yeah, own his hallucinations yeah and like one of the scariest scenes is like you just walk through a door and it's a place you've already cleared so you're like i'm fine i'm fine and then out of nowhere your dead girlfriend is trying to impale your <laughs> eye with a needle and it pans over your back and then back out and it's you holding the needle just you like holding it right above your eye and you drop it you're just like what the fuck it's it's so scary. It's um, it's just so well done. And then it also has one of my favorite final bosses, just because it kind of comes out of nowhere in a sense. Oh, that, um, I had trouble with that boss. Yeah, um, I can't remember how hard it was when I played a normal. I was when I did the trilogy. When I recently redid the trilogy, I did them all on just super easy mode because I just wanted to burn through them, and it took like thirty seconds. <laughs> so it wasn't as challenging that time around. Um, but yeah, that's Dead Space 2. Amazing game. All, th all three Dead Spaces are, are fantastic. Yeah, it's, a, like it's just a beautiful game, too. Oh, yeah. I feel like they really took the format of the over-the-shoulder, like, third-person survival horror that Resident Evil 4 kind of first pioneered, but then took it to the utmost extreme and made it way more powerful. Out of, I, I would say, out of third-person... Uh, survival horror, Dead Space 2 bar none. Like, Resident Evils are great, but the the only Resident Evil I would put anywhere near the Dead Space games is um, 7. And oh the, my I mean, god, I just remembered Dead Space, the crying babies. Like, it was... Oh, <laughs> I didn't yeah. play the first one, I played the second one, and I had, like, my friend Hema, we're all gonna shout out friends oh. in this episode, but, like, we were kind of playing it at the same time, so we were talking to each other over the system. And I remember I was just walking down a hallway already being scared, and all of a sudden you hear, like, a baby crying in the distance. It's just like, nope, I need to go take a walk. <laughs> like, I'm not going to go find this baby. There's there's one, you like, you can hear a crying, and you walk up. It's in a washing machine, 
which is just yeah. like that's super fucked up and then you find like those babies that are like explosives dead space 2 uh just truly phenomenal game um i i i love it so much um honestly like i when i was replaying through the trilogy i was replaying through three as great as three is i just kind of wanted to go back and replay two again right after i beat it and it's been out for like i think six years it came out in what 2011 but yeah. yeah are there any plans to go back to that series well uh spoilers the the third game has dlc you have to buy the actual ending fuck you uh. but um it ends with like so you find out that the source of the necromorphs like what's creating the markers are like moons that are necromorphs hmm. so so you end up killing one and then you get all the way back to earth wait moons? and there's like m-o-o and yes yeah, i like almost actual, forgot how to spell that <laughs> like yeah yeah and there so you kill one so giant balls yes um yeah oh, actually, um, such a great game <laughs> they control everything and- real quick though what ever happened with like the sort of scientology kind of unitology um, i was yeah, gonna say scientology re- don't get on their bad side <laughs> future future religion be crazy because they're like so in the ending of the third game, I'm gonna keep going here. You do you do you <laughs> think you defeat the necromorphs, so you find these unitologists who still want like to to be whole. So they cut off like their own hands and stick knives oh, no. in them. So they're just horrifying. You have to fight a bunch of them. I mean, they die a lot easier, but they're still really scary. Um, I think that was it, I, I think that was one it, of the unique things of this game too is that it had this kind of modern day commentary on uh religion or i guess even false religion in their opinion or whatever there's um, actually there's a there's a book where the guy who created the religion is actually you find out he he wanted nothing to do with them like he wanted to stop it but he died in a way where it makes it look like he was supporting the markers which was kind of cool but, okay um, now we can get back to zach okay yeah go ahead zach <laughs> My next one is Mega Man 2. You're a guy, a blue guy who shoots shit. <laughs> um, re- really on the level is this Dead Space analogies you're talking about. Uh, Mega Man 2, best soundtrack of all time. Uh, the game oh, is also endlessly Space, fun. That has a great soundtrack. Yeah, it does. Sorry, sorry. It, sorry. Um, it is super fun and challenging and uh, everything you could ask for. Capcom made a ton of great little games like this on the NES outside of the Mega Man series even. Um, Darkwing Duck comes to mind. Darkwing Duck let's get games. But uh, yeah, Mega Man 2, I love playing it. Um, Every time I've replayed it multiple times. I don't know if I've actually ever beaten the game to be honest with you. And the final stages are pretty frickin' hard, and without a save, um, save mode, there's no save code. I think they had the codes, the little, uh, whatever you want to call it. You Konami would pump code. in a code. No, not a Konami <laughs> code. Know, like, I know, there was, I know. you know, there was, but there was, you could put in a code and you could re-pick up at a certain point, but, um, it was always before the final boss <laughs> stages, and the boss stages always kicked my butt. So I don't think I've ever beat this game, but I love it. And, um, yeah. There's also an amazing 
little bit in this where there's like a level where the lights turn on and off and you're like jumping and then you're like running and then you could just they the lights turn off and then you're running around a straight path and if you just keep holding forward your character keeps running because you can see Mega Man but everything else is black and he, you can keep running forever because what they did is outside you don't see it because it turns off there's like a little place where you need to jump and it's, it was always one of my favorite cruel little tricks they put into the game. If nobody was smart enough to jump, you would just sit there running in place the whole time. You would sit there running? Mm-hmm. What is it? Zach, did you prefer this to Mega Man X on the SNES? Well, since this one's on my list, I think that would be correct. Huh, interesting. I, like, I, I loved... The gameplay of the Mega Man series was, like, across the board from the beginning amazing, but I think it... I just, like, I loved... The texture, I love the graphics of Mega Man X on the SNES. It, I feel like it just added that little extra characterization to the... Uh... I only think I ever played X once on PC, I think. And the graphics, I don't know, I prefer the... Like, I was super pumped when Mega Man 9 and 10 ended up going back to those... Or 8 and 9, I don't know which ones they re the, the recent ones they redid. Yeah. Um, there's a reason they went back to the 8-bit model. I think it's the tried and true best way to play your Mega Man. Speaking of speaking of Mega Man, I will say that Mega Man X4 was almost on my list. It was close. Hey, Lauren, what's your number four? Uh, it's it's not a number four. It's my number nine on my list of chronological oh, games. <laughs> but, um, right, my number nine game that came out in 2013 was The Last of Us. It, if I was doing a game of like putting them in order of best, I think this one might be my number one, just because. Agree. It, yeah. It you you come out of this game changed, but um. Yeah, my top like, three are all. Like, my Sorry? top three are all. My top three are all super close. So Last of Us could easily be at my top two. Yeah, but it's like I feel like so there's just so many things you can pinpoint about this game, just like different scenes, like. Sorry, I said like. I keep saying like now. But um, just, it's a great game. The bookends of this game are f- so amazing. Like you start as um, Ethan. That was his name, right? No, uh, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Why am I thinking Ethan? Anyway, I guess I need to watch Mission Impossible. Anyway, um, <laughs> Joel, you start out as his daughter in the beginning of the game. And you, as Which you was... See- Sorry? I, I love that because it, was, it wasn't in any of the trailers. So you just yeah. start up with that and you're just like, oh god, no. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't want to play as this little girl. But by the end of that moment, of like this, that section of the game, it's just like you're heartbroken after watching this outbreak start. And then you get teleported for like 20 years or something. I don't yeah. know. But... Um, uh, in like the ending, I won't talk. I won't spoil this game because you guys all need to play it. But um, <laughs> I would say just it's just a well-rounded game altogether. The story is amazing. The gameplay is great. But one of the things I loved the most about it was like I was saying with Mass Effect. One of the reasons I love this game so much is because I love the characters, and Ellie is one of my favorite characters in a game. And it's she's I mean, it's great because you get to see this dichotomy where she's a hardened child because she's lived through all this stuff, but she's also really innocent. And like when you're walking through environments, I would often turn like the camera around just looking at stuff and you'll catch her doing things 
like she um one of the things i remember her doing was she was pl- like doing a tightrope walk on um a car st- like the tire stop of a car it's like if you didn't look or think to look around you might not see her do that but it's just you get to see her moving throughout this world and if you say something that upsets her when you're playing through a level you might see her kind of leaning against a wall clearly upset but it might not be stuff that you talk about in dialogue later it's just you, you just she's just a really well realized character and i love the game so yeah did think, you did you play the, sorry uh go ahead john no i haven't played the dlc i need to oh that's what i was gonna ask yeah <laughs> okay so yeah me neither that's something i've always wanted to do and i recently bought it again i would i like would put the dlc four bucks like, on ps4 I would that put, came yeah with i everything. bought the remastered version okay. on ps4 i need to play it as soon I, as i, I would some put time I would put that Left Behind DLC on par with the actual game. That's really? See, That's I'm how good it is. It's a, it's a prequel, so right? I'm skeptical about yeah. DLCs because I always feel like they're yeah, like yeah, it can be really hit or miss. Like if you thought if you thought the original Last of Us destroyed you, this will this will get to you too. It's oh yeah, and I'm really excited for the sequel. So I think yes! I think the Last of Us is a great um what's the word I'm looking for. John, this is game. on your list. It's on your list too, right? Yeah, this is. I think I put this at my top. I think I, I totally took Legend of Zelda down to put this at my top. Um, Makes sense. <laughs> I think uh, this is a great piece that really, when people ask, like, what do you want from a game? Do you want, like, something with great gameplay or great storytelling? Like,. I could totally see people being like, oh, the gameplay's repetitive, or, like, it's not really a game. But, and they can make the argument that, And I would tell those people that they're crazy. Like, yeah, (laughs) no, like, regardless, I think, if you don't play this game and don't feel immersed in this world and invested in the characters, and then just blown away by the storytelling... Jurassic Park! Oh! (laughs) And just the storytelling. Like, I think this game showed that um, video games are a legitimate medium for storytelling and world building and character building. And um, I think there's a reason why the actors had a stage performance of this or Mm -hmm. whatever. Because that's, that's the level of skill and technique that they bring to this medium and to this art form really um yeah i don't i don't know yeah i i remember having conversations with the aforementioned ben riley again like after after church and being like man i played the last of us and i'm not sure if i'm okay with that ending (laughs) oh that's this is one of the games where i was so glad they took the choice out of my hands right i don't know what i would have done did you uh, you guys have seen the trailer for the the sequel, right? Uh, yeah. Nope. I've got I've got a theory about and it's who a she's good talking one? about. I think so. <laughs> I, no, I, I think, think that's she, a song. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, I just I don't. Whew. It was a Buffy reference for those Buffy fans out there. Uh, yeah, I don't well, know. The Last of Us is just ridiculous. I just. Never has a game brought me that close to crying, like, six times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. And emphasis on the multiple times, because you will cry at least two or three times during this game. 
Yeah, yeah I, like this, we were talking about the beginning. Yeah. I was crying at the end of the this, beginning. Oh this my game, God. this game takes a chunk of your soul with you by the time you're done. <laughs> you're, was it John? You said you're not the same person after you finish it. No, I think <laughs> Lauren not. said that. Oh yeah, Lauren, Lauren, yeah, you're you're right. You just you changed. Oh, <laughs> uh, so good. Didn't cry. But yeah, but you're on. dead inside. Yeah, you're a soulless monster. That's why. I cry all the time. Um, Ben <laughs> also put Last of Us at his number three spot. Yep. And so did, um, we're going to just count that as John for that round yeah, as sure. well. Yeah. Um, so, so let me see So bring here. it back to Zach. Way to go, Zach. <laughs> yep. Well, I, I have, Mass Effect was next on my list. We already talked about that. Which, the series or which game? Um, it, it would I was implying series. Okay. Um, Would, I, I regard one? two and three about the same. Um, two and three, po- like three post, like ending change. I don't understand the, why everyone was so. The upset ending with that. change was was all bullshit, and people need to shut up and stop whining. It was like, a perfectly I just hate it. I can understand being upset. I get where they're coming from, but you just got thirty plus hours of an amazing game, and you're gonna hate on it because you didn't yeah. get exactly what you wanted in the end. I feel like Bioware shouldn't have changed it, to be honest, because nope. that's like that's basically saying, oh, if you got if you go scream and whine loud enough, developers like they've been will do they've been they listening to, to their fans too much. I mean, yeah. we're looking at Mass Effect being over, yeah, a game that we talked about. I mean, the segment of all of us talking about Mass Effect was one of the biggest chunks, with us calling out calling out all these amazing characters and moments, and that series might be dead now because they're. There's a, I imagine, very small but very loud contingent of their fan base that are just whiny well, little bitches. I'm not going like, to lie, the last one was pretty bland. See, I haven't finished it yet because I was just, there was something about the her, my character's eyes that just uh-huh. looked wrong. So I was waiting for them to like break out their different patches and whatnot, but it's like, I still definitely plan to go back and finish that game. I never Andromeda it was a is a very game. good Mass Effect game. It's better than the first Mass Effect game. It's, just, <coughs> it's, it's new characters. <laughs> it's, I mean, yeah, it's not going to feel quite the same, but if you like Mass Effect, it's a perfectly good Mass Effect game. Is it as good as Mass Effect 2 and 3? No. And maybe but I would take away the scanning that you have to do in this game. I don't mind the scanning so much. You're talking to someone who would land on a planet in Mass Effect 1 and drive over every square inch looking for Yeah, we're for talking it. about someone who liked No Man's Sky. Hey. My anticipation for No Man's Sky was... For that burn? Oh, man. <laughs> you need some aloe, oh. Zach? Oh, cool. I think I Savage haven't even Lord. played the updates on Mass Effect, <laughs> or on No Man's Sky. People say the game's actually pretty damn great right now. No man's in. fun. What? Well, we're not talking about No Man's Sky. <laughs> Nobody is anymore. Um, <laughs> Lauren only has one game left too, so we're skipping Lauren. Wait. <laughs> Am I? And is this because John of No Man's only Sky? has one game left as well, so we're skipping him. Ben. Talk Yay. to us about Borderlands 2. Oh, he yeah. did it to you too okay. in your favorite game. Well, second favorite, but yeah. <laughs> so, hey, by the way, for anyone listening, if you want to skip Ben's uh, review of Borderlands 2, you want to jump ahead 20 more minutes into the episode. 
Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I will say so to to just give people an idea. I have an unhealthy love who keeps of the Borderlands series. Game um, movie, so. so I had so by the time a week after Borderlands Two launched, I was capped out level wise, had top level gear, and was able to beat a raid boss by myself in under thirty seven seconds. I went I went nuts. Um, I love the original Borderlands, but Borderlands 2 improved upon it in every way, and it kind of felt like, it felt so much like, hey, this Ben Grigsby guy, he he really wanted us to change this little thing, so we're going to do that just for him. And there were just multiple different things that, oh, it was so perfect. Um, and I'm also going to say that my, my three through one are tied, so The Last of Us, this, and my number one are all, well, not tied, but very close. Like, it's essentially a tie. Uh, Borderlands 2 has arguably one of the best video game villains in the past 10 years. Handsome Jack is despicable, hilarious, and even kind of sympathetic every now and again. Um, the classes you can play as are all amazing. I always did the Gunzerker. I didn't like Zero. I'm putting that out Oh, there. no, he's, he, okay, he's actually the only class that's terrible. Like, he couldn't do anything no matter what. Um... The Gunzerker could dual-wield, and he also spouted, like, 80s and 90s movie lines for no reason. <laughs> like, I'd run around just killing a bunch of people, and he'd say, Get off my plane! It's like, there's no there's no plane. Okay. Um, and there's just tons of hilarious dialogue throughout the game like that. Uh, and it's even, like, the humor is what I love the most about it, because it's even the characters themselves. Like, there's a character who's just, like, walking innuendo, who um, is amazing. Uh, and there's a, the guns even have, like, the, the different weapons you can get, like, um, one example is an SMG you could get called the Bane, which did, like, double the damage of any gun you could find at its level, well, SMG at its level, it had an insane reload, uh, it was just this amazing gun, but it screamed at you the whole <laughs> time you had it, it's just this high-pitched scream, like, scream, and you also moved about, like, a tenth of your normal speed, so you couldn't go anywhere while you were using it. So you were just like this god with this ridiculous gun, but you couldn't go anywhere and it screamed at you the whole time. It, it's, it, it was just so funny. Um, yeah, and like we were talking about with The Last of Us, this game, like the DLC was great. Yeah, it has some of... I would say the Torg add-on is probably my favorite DLC for any game ever made. Um, and I have to and, shout out Tiny yeah. Tina. What, what? Tiny Tina, I love her. And then, the game also has some insane replay value. Because you can just keep redoing it, and then there's all the different characters you can play it as. It gets you a completely different kind of feel for it. Um, yeah, yeah and they just, were releasing characters after the game was released, too. Yeah, so they it did. it gave you more and more reasons yeah. to go back to it. They did Gage, and then they did Creed. Creed was okay, but it's just like, I, I could never get into that. The, it was tough to basically not use guns and run up and beat things to death when they had guns just never made sense to me oh um, my god this this game was actually one that made me cry too because of um oh, oh my god, now uh, i'm skipping bloodwing I, yeah oh yeah and as someone who played as mordecai for the oh, first i loved mordecai for the, the, first, for the first game and then it's like his pet that was your super in like a game i put over a month of playtime in and it died <laughs> oh 
But then if you watch the end credits, you see he has another one. It, it had a baby. And he's got this tiny baby. Yeah, but baby. still, it's not Bloodwing. It's Bloodwing Jr., but that's okay. Uh, that's my number two. Okay. Uh, so I guess we're going back to you, Zach, or we're skipping, or what? We can go reverse if we want, since we just skipped those other people. And that means those I get to talk Those other people? Last. Excuse you? <laughs> yeah, you others. They have names. Yeah. I think, I think right, John's so we'll still backwards. here. He has a name. <laughs> John? Yeah, I'm just playing balls right now. Man, balls. <laughs> oh my god, John. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, all right, the sad so... thing is, I don't think you are kidding. <laughs> no, I totally am. Um, Toad's playing You balls totally right am, now. as in you totally are playing it. <laughs> um, okay, so my number three slash maybe two, which Zach already talked about, um, so I'm not going to take a long time. Um, Halo. Why didn't you talk um, about it when he talked about it? I don't know. I want to be. I don't know. I felt because you were playing that. balls. Yeah, probably. Play <laughs> um, with your balls. Get it distracted. <laughs> Classic John. Um. So. Yeah, Halo. Like to this, there's there's not much. So. Ah, speechless. Speechless. Um. Two things. One. To this day, me and my friends still crave like land party action where it's four on four um capture the flag excuse me um like whatever bcctf uh beaver creek capture the flag like i don't know like it's it's just one of those games which has so much multiplayer replay value um it's light-hearted it's fun you, you don't get super intense with as some of these cod players can get with um yeah but then even aside from that, uh, I remember Zach was having at it on Twitter about Mass Effect and sort of like the backlash it's had with the third one and the ending. And I never got a chance to play the third one. But he mentioned something about like being like one of the best like sci-fi video games of the modern day. And I was just like, really? Like, And immediately uh, yeah. I had this visceral reaction of just like, has Zach ever played Halo? And I responded with, like, a gif of Master Chief because I think... Yeah, and you said, hold my glass, and I put a gif back to you of a cat knocking over a glass, and you didn't respond to it. Yeah, this is super fair. bummed. Okay, yeah, all right, um, whatever. I feel like I'm getting left out of these Twitter conversations where I'm just not seen. I'm like, what is well, that's, this? Yeah, you're never on Twitter. That's that's. Fair. Whereas I'm having conversations with myself through the middle of the row Twitter. I wasn't going to call you out for it, but I'm glad <laughs> oh, it's I'll been Oh, I'll fully admit it. It is fun. Um, that's, that's awesome. But, yeah, I, I had this immediate visceral reaction to be like, what, has he not played Halo? Like, I think Halo not simply just for the way it kind of revolutionized, like, first-person shooters or whatever, but also the storyline, like, endeared in it, where you played this this faceless super soldier who was kind of this messiah figure who was unraveling this kind of conspiracy and this bigger plotline and this bigger sinister threat with the Flood and all this kind of stuff. Um, and they took it to another level with the second one where you got to play from the Covenant's perspective and then you got to team up with the Arbiter and you got to realize, like, hey, there's all this stuff going on in the background that's actually super sketchy and super uh, shady. Or, yeah, like, it's... I don't know. It was just... 
for a first-person shooter sci-fi action game, it had way more depth than you would expect, and I was, yeah, super impressed. Yeah, but I'm still minis- giving it to Mass minuscule. Effect. I've played three games from each series, and Mass Effect definitely beats Halo. Yeah. Although there's, I will say the ending close. of Halo Reach was great. There's, there's like not it. One mission in Mass Effect can have as much story as all those Halo games put together. I feel like. And it has no, characters. See, I, They're not I, I nameless, will, faceless characters. Do you want? I do you want? I guess I will say that. Like, but that was the thing with uh, Master Chief, though. He he was nameless and faceless, but there were so. There was so much character to him in terms of, like, who he was and his sense of duty and responsibility, and I don't know. Um, like, the ending, when, like, when they ask him, like, Chief, what are you doing? He's, like, finishing this fight. Like, it was just, oh, my God, chill. But did he say that? Could he say it? What do you mean? Well, yeah, did he, he actually it. say it? That's my question. Yeah, he said it. Yeah, he had a I voice. couldn't remember if he talked or not. No, yeah, he totally yeah, he That's how memorable he that series did. is to me. I can't remember if he talked. No, Reach I will say Breach was I, my favorite. Yeah, I really like. I, I, I need to. I need to play through three and I guess four and five. But um, you could. You could not play through five. Okay, fair like, enough. Seriously, the, the first and second <laughs> one held a really strong place in my heart. Lauren. Oh my God, Zach! Pretend to be entertained by us. <laughs> right, I'm gonna say my last one. My last game on my list is. Actually, this is one person I called you out earlier for having a bunch of different games, but I'll mention some. I was like uh, trying to decide between Tomb Raider, Horizon Zero Dawn, The Sims, just because I put so many hours into that game, and like Far Cry Three maybe. But I ended up putting The Witcher Three on my list, as my which came out in two thousand fifteen, which is why it's the last one on my list. But um, it's a series that it's the first one game in the series I've played. In, I can say that for a lot of games where I came in late, like Dragon Age was one that I came in late too, but this is a game where I wasn't so much upset about not knowing what happened beforehand and feeling like that hindered my enjoyment of the game so much as I just wanted to, after I played the game, to go consume everything about this world because it was that interesting to me and it's just it's kind of, I know, uh, I think it was John who mentioned, um Skyrim during our last game just why he didn't like it and I'll say that I enjoyed that game but I prefer third person so much more that this was kind of like my Skyrim in that you're just playing all these you're fighting mythological creatures you're going around shooting like flames out of your hand and taking people down with swords and it's just such a great world it our gameplay is great the world's very immersive there's great characters and this is one time where I actually played the game within the game. There's this card game called Gwent in The Witcher. Which That's what that is, is? Yeah, it's amazing. Like, I've, heard, I'm like, I've seen people chatting about that online. I'm like, what the fuck is Gwent? That's a it's, card like, game? I never, yeah, I never play games within games like that. But this one I was obsessed with because you could collect <laughs> the cards throughout the world and you would play different people around the map. And it, it was just a great game within a game. A game. A game. But, yeah, it, it's... It's a phenomenal game, and I'm going to go back eventually play the other ones, even though I know they're not going to be as great as this one. I just want to see all there is to see of this world. Okay. I guess I'm the only one who's played this one. Mm-hmm. I've, I've played parts of the first one. I've heard the series gets incredible, and I've heard great things about the third one, but... Um, yeah, I've, I mean... 
there's so many kind of fantasy adventure kind of games like yeah i'd even put assassin's creed in that genre and it kind of gets hard to kind of I yeah, I'd say Assassin's Creed is very different, but I could you could definitely compare this one to like Dragon Age and Skyrim and all those. Like I did, I've, but I put 118 I've... hours into this game. If we're talking about like, nice. yeah, and I was never bored with it. Just all the quests are different. Just all you just come across things and you get like, okay, I'm gonna go off on this tangent for a little bit, and it feels just as important as the main quest. I um. I've never played it myself, but everyone I know who's played it, like, they say stellar or above. Like, they, mm-hmm. they just can't get enough of it. Um, yeah, I think this one got a Game of the Year edition. The the barometer was an old co-worker of mine, because he is uh, John. Shout out, John. Um, he... Thanks, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh... He, he's very picky and like he'll just say something like eh, that's alright when it's a game that he spends a good chunk of time in but with The Witcher he's like oh it was great yeah did you say did you say great <laughs> I didn't know oh, you my... knew that word <laughs> yeah well it's just like oh my god you don't think anything yeah. game wise is great that's incredible but uh yeah cause he's really hard to play so if a game can play game wise at least but if a game like that can keep him entertained for so long that's that's a that's a testament to how good it is. Yeah. Okay, who's up next? I guess I am. <laughs> what, do, what do we got, Fearless Leader? Um, I have number one is Banjo-Kazooie. Classic, classic. Yeah! Uh, on Nintendo 64. Um, everyone gives Mario 64 so much credit, which it did. It revolutionized a little bit, but... Um, Dude, Banjo-Kazooie oh, is yeah, the... Yeah the best platformer there is out there in my opinion it's so much fun it has a sense of humor it has great characters it looked amazing there's all the little secrets that didn't pan out really but it was fun while they tried to do it they're going to do the stop and swap thing i just love the characters rare's writing has rarely been better <laughs> rarely been better it's just so so good and um uh, Banjo Tooie was a little too big for its britches, but still very fun. And what was the next one? Nuts and Bolts. Nuts and Bolts was fine, I but didn't they, like did, that they had one. the weird build your own car thing yeah. going on as well. Um, the Banjo Three is basically ukulele, which came out this year on everything, and uh, <laughs> ukulele is pretty great as well. But um, Banjo Kazooie will always hold the candle for it. My favorite game. Probably the game I've played through the most um, multiple times. Like, here, like, first of all, this is where I wish we did have Video Game Donkey on, because he would probably agree with you, Zach. Um, but Banjo-Kazooie had way more character and heart and just whimsy and just, like, Mario was a fun game to play. Like, like it, or Mario was a good game and, like, a great way to start uh, off a 3D a platformer. But... Banjo-Kazooie added that extra element of, like, being this immersive world that you want to explore, and you want to get to know, and you want to, like, yeah, I don't know, yeah. It just had that that extra panache that put it over the edge. I would say all that about Mario, except I wouldn't use the word panache. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I definitely played more of Banjo-Kazooie than I did Mario 64. Um... 
it is a really just legitimately amazing game. Well, and the problem with platformers is it's only like regardless of how you design each level, they're gonna start to feel uh, repetitive after some point, and so you really have to distract the user, the play, the gamer from that with interesting uh, level design and interesting atmosphere and like I don't know I think I would take like the Halloween levels from Banjo-Kazooie over the Halloween levels from Mario or like the scary levels from Mario any day and I'll definitely say that uh, Banjo-Kazooie has a much better villain than Mario she's entertaining at least Yeah. yeah um I will say that I've there's no like Super Mario level I remember as well, and having as much fun with it and being as frustrated with as well as um, the beach level. I, I remember falling off that dock and that shark chases you. Oh my god, no, <laughs> I, I hate sharks. <laughs> <laughs> I was not good at the game. That shark killed me quite a few times. Um, yeah, that was always fun. Not being eaten, but the game itself. <laughs> Who needs legs? <laughs> ben, oh, oh, no. right. I will go to my number one now. Oof. This is the game that made me love video games. I remember watching my brother play it when I was a kid, and I played through it myself. And I even played through it last December. Uh, and it's still is aged phenomenally, despite... Balls! It. It's balls! It's balls, everyone. It is! It is balls! How did you know, John? But, um... This game has aged phenomenally for, I think, almost like 20 years. Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it has, in my opinion, without a doubt, the best soundtrack in any game ever. Um, the summons, which are like these magical characters you could bring up and they would you know, damage your enemies, uh, were just so cool to see because Final Fantasy VII was the first one to do 3D, like 3D art style. Um, so just seeing, like, you know, you'd be... It'd be so much fun, too, because you'd be fighting, like, this tiny little enemy, and it's like, I want to summon a dragon with a two-and-a-half-minute attack that just obliterates half the planet with it. Yes. And it was just this amazing... Like, the, the scope of it, the way it always looked. Um, the, one of my favorite attacks in any game was the... You could summon the Knights of the Round. Oh, yeah. Ooh. The Knights of the Round Classic. Table. And it was Classic. this attack that took, like three solid minutes and you couldn't skip it so it's like if you did it you were in it for the long haul but it could we're even talking like one... king arthur right yeah it was like but each knight would attack your enemy <laughs> um and you could use it it was like this ridiculously hard summon to get but if you got it you could one shot the final boss who was nuts regardless um or not regardless but otherwise uh and that boss sephiroth is also probably my favorite my favorite video game antagonist. Uh, more so than uh, Handsome Jack? Yeah, I would say more so than Handsome Sephiroth. Jack. Yeah, Sephiroth was. Uh, and I remember, because uh, my brother was slightly ahead of me, so I would watch him play, and I would kind of know what to do. And he was, he, that part where, spoilers for a 20-year-old game, but where Aerith dies. I haven't dies, played it. La, 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 la. Oh. But that, that scene where... It, it, like, it crushed me. Six-year-old me was a shell. And it was this moment of, like, oh, my God, video games... Like you said, John, video games can be a storytelling medium. 
That's yeah. what Final Fantasy VII was for me. It was just this wonderful story. So many cool characters. Uh, their, their depiction of black people is kind of racist, unfortunately. <laughs> it has not aged as much as the rest of the game. Um, but it's just such a, a beautiful game. And plus, you can ride giant chickens. It's like that's a mini game where you ride giant chickens and then you breed them to get the best giant chickens. They're called awesome. chocobos. Get it they right. are. They are chocobos. <laughs> I got the golden chocobo. I which, want that on a t-shirt. It's which you actually... Chocobos. Get it right. I remember that was like, you have to breed sibling chocobos to get that. So that was kind that's of... That's gross. Yeah, it was weird. Um, but it was a great chocobo to have. You would win like every race super easy. That's how you get Joffrey's. <laughs> it was the Joffrey of Chocobos, but um, <laughs> its story is so well done. Um, and I honestly, I'm a very picky RPG guy, and I've only liked two Final Fantasy games. I try all of them, but I haven't liked any aside from 7 and 15. 15 is great, but 7 is my favorite game of all time. That's a, and It has such staying power. That's why it's had, like, a PSP prequel. It had a movie that was a sequel. It's getting a full-fledged remake, which Zach can attest that he texted me, because I was a, a few minutes behind on E3. He texted me that, and I told him that if he was joking, I would drive to his house and gut him. And he wasn't. <laughs> Thank God. Like, I had a mini heart attack. Oh. Well, good news is this series yeah. is always putting out stuff, so when 23 comes around, you'll have a new game in the series to like. They, they said it might be 2020, so I'm super excited. No, I was know? saying, in three like, years. Final Fantasy 23 <laughs> will be the next one you oh. like. Sure. I mean, that might be out before <laughs> this remake with how long it's taking. Uh, but that is my number one game of all time. Ta-da! Woo! <laughs> it feels super John, does anyone have too. one left? No, I think we're... Huzzah! Good job, everyone. Yeah. That's gonna do it for us, you folks. <laughs> <laughs> Just erase, like, the last five minutes of this. <laughs> Amazing. Uh... Um, thanks for joining us for part two, but just as long. What? We don't get to say what we're most excited for? Okay, let's talk about what we're most excited for. Keep it brief, Yay. keep it brief, keep it brief. I'm excited for Super Mario Odyssey. Next. Uh, I'm most excited for God of War, because I won't say since we're not doing that, and Shadow of the Colossus Remastered, because that's a game that might be on my list had I actually played it before. Ben, are you excited for anything? Uh, yeah, um... As I said, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, which, you know, I might be 90 by the time it comes out, but I'll still play it. Uh, the Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game by Insomniac looks awesome. Uh, Destiny 2 um, <laughs> is going to be incredible. I've spent way too much time playing the original. Can't oh, Cuphead. I want to play Cuphead. You had it's your turn. turn. It's my turn, Zach. And then uh, Super Mario Odyssey is also, like Zach said, I'm really excited for that as well. That's going to be awesome. Ooh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. John? John, what are you Ball. excited to watch people play? Balls 2. Yeah, no, Balls 2, guys. <laughs> the Balls year. 2019. <laughs> the Balls strike back. <laughs> uh, the good, the balls, and the balls. I don't know. <laughs> 
big, um, bigger, bigger balls or something. No, <laughs> More um, balls. Uh, most intimate. So, Hidden Agenda, which is by the people who did Until Dawn, um, which is like a cooperative, uh, cooperative take on the um, quick action, quick decision, quick response, interactive movie genre, I guess. And then Detroit Become Human. Uh, watch the trailer to that game it's nuts and then what the original trailer and then go through go back and watch the like ps3 or ps4 uh engine demo that inspired the game where uh shit i can't i don't remember i forget who the publisher is but they said this is just a demo we're not actually gonna make a game people were so moved they were like yeah okay we'll make a game we'll see i'm not as excited for that one as you I'll definitely. Oh I will definitely play it. That looks dope as hell. It's essentially Blade Runner, the video game. But anyways. Well, I have things to say about Blade Runner. <laughs> on a future uh, episode. On a future episode. Oh no, we don't have to say. It. I don't need to get called out for that. <laughs> no, we can talk about that when Blade Runner twenty forty nine comes out. That's true. Are we gonna Good do call. honorable mentions as well? No. Well, Zachary did all his. Drop them in whenever you wanted to. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, I think we were just doing our most anticipated. Okay. I was just going to add, everyone should play Doom 2016. Amazing game. So good. Okay. Someone take us out. <laughs> no, you can name your honorable mentions. Drop it in. Walking Dead Season 1. Through 3. <laughs> uh, I had... Um, Destiny, the Batman Arkham series. And I can't believe you didn't put Destiny on your list. It was so close. Um, but I think part of it is because playing it with friends is what elevates it as opposed to just the game itself. Um, and then Doom 2016 is also like that. I fought super hard to try to get that on my top ten, but I just I couldn't. Ugh. Doom! Chirp, chirp. Okay. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, we've given you a lot of talk about video games. We hope to continue doing that down the line. but Maybe not have as much dead air next time. We'll see what happens as we go <laughs> forward. It's going to be tough to find one game all of us play, I imagine. But um, maybe we can have some segments every now and then where people talk about the games they've played over the last X amount of weeks. Um, every 10th episode or something we can talk about games. We'll figure that out as we go along. Or just review them on the website. You can do that too. For the 5th episode, that's going to do it. I'm Zach Goldenberg. Find me on Twitter. and You can find us at middleofrow.com uh, I'm Ben Grigsby. You can follow me on Twitter at, uh, at the Grigsby Bear. Or you can follow us on Middle of the Row on Facebook. Give us a like. Yay. John, you playing balls again? <laughs> nope. Um, hi. <laughs> I'm John. Uh, Seriously, what me. were you doing, John? <laughs> I was not... Oh, okay, I was playing balls. Um, <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter at, at another Rahul J. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Middle of Row. Remember, there's no the in between. And Hashtag I'm... No the. Okay.
<laughs> um, I am Lauren Heimbaugh. You can find me on Twitter at Beware of Trees, and our Tumblr is middleofrow.tumblr.com. Okay, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, the best seats are in the middle of the row. <laughs>